Welcome to Kaizen Time, part of the Blood, Sweat, and Business podcast, where we provide constant improvement to businesses through timely, actionable financial solutions. Do you want answers to your financial questions? Email us at bsp at kaizencpas.com. I'm your host, Mark Valeski. Now let's get started. Uh, welcome to Kaizen Time. I'm joined with Clay Hamlin, a partner here at the firm. How are you doing, Clay? Good, Mark. How are you? I am doing great. I'm Good very man. excited uh, to talk about this because I, I love artificial intelligence. I think it's this great and powerful um, tool that we can utilize to you know, be productive, intelligent, and kind of like how the internet has moved humanity forward, both good and bad, I guess you could say. Um, I think this is another great uh, tool for humanity. So my question to you is um, how to get started using AI um, within like a a small business, whether it's automation or anything, what's kind of like, what would you say is a good starting point? Sure. And I think um, when you look at all the different businesses that are out there, I, I couldn't nearly speak to the variety of types of businesses. I think that AI pertains a little bit more to businesses that use information a lot. Absolutely. But it could pertain to any business. And and maybe what I would how I'd answer this is by just talking about our journey and see if somebody can, you know, pick up something from from how we approached it. Sure. So when you know, when we learned about AI, I, I read about it in the Wall Street Journal months ago. Mm-hmm. And probably years ago now it seems like every every week the the news on it changes it surprisingly isn't that long ago but but in any event um so what we did a couple of us just opened uh went to you know google Mm -hmm. open ai and Mm -hmm. set up an account Mm -hmm. and then we just started to play with it so Mm -hmm. the first thing i did was i had to write a a message to the to everyone Mm -hmm. and um so I just, I just copied and pasted in there and said, basically, what do you think? Mm-hmm. And it gave me some feedback. So then I thought it was some, some good feedback. Okay. Um, so then I just like started Googling like how to use this thing, right? What, what can you do with it? Mm-hmm. And I got some good feedback from others saying, you know, like if you give it specific directions, like, uh, Review this email for tone and content and um, writing to a, a wide spectrum of our team mm-hmm. and want to be as friendly as possible. Sure. Or um, you can say, you know, I want to write this email and in, in talk like a pirate. Or I love that you, one, by you know, the way. <laughs> I I'm mean, a big fan. I mean, you can, y- y- it, the more specific you give it, like, who's your audience? What do you want out of this thing? What are you trying to do? I wrote one today where I said, we're actually terminating a client who has mm-hmm. not been very, uh, was F-bombing us and stuff. Okay. Um, not great. Yeah, not mm-hmm. great. Um, not that we didn't do quality work, but mm-hmm. we wanted it in, we wanted to do work in a different format. He didn't mm-hmm. want to do that. So anyway, be that as it may, how do we write an email that is, Friendly, mm-hmm. but firm, and, and professional, and right? professional. Yep, and also leaving room for not terminating or terminating, depending on how the conversation goes. That's sure. literally what what we typed and in. And that is not something that is easy to just think of yourself, right? Correct. Yep. 
and I literally edited that email quite extensively mm-hmm. and did a very nice job of it for that tone and cadence, right? So that's that's a that's something you can do. Um, we one of our locations we had um, we were moving it to a different different physical location and we decided mm-hmm. to sub rent it. So I just I, I typed in about five or six general terms like what's what did I want for sublease rent? Mm-hmm. Uh, who was the sublesser? Who was we had a we had person lined up? What was mm-hmm. the person's address? Who was the key person? Typed in like four or five kind of metric type of things, and then said write me a sublease agreement. They wrote me this like five page sublease agreement, oh, wow. which their attorney reviewed and said yeah sounds good. Attorney reviewed it. That's that's great. <laughs> And so one thing I, I want to add, and, and I'm glad you brought that up, is that it is not legal advice, right? It's not. It's not a professional, but it gets you kind of in the realm, right? It gets you in on the field, and in many ways, it gets you a, a starting point. Right. right? And, and keep in mind, so this is a nine-month sublease agreement. Mm-hmm. If I had, uh, you know, a, a very high-dollar volume, long-term agreement, that mm-hmm. type of thing, I would have our attorney review it. Yeah. Something that was it was much smaller dollars, mm-hmm. had limited, you know, shelf life to this thing. By the time I got that to an attorney, got mm-hmm. it back, mm-hmm. um, their attorney reviewed it, got it back for all these changes the attorneys would have had on this thing. We'd have been a couple more couple months down the road of which we would have lost that sublease yep. money. Mm-hmm. And um the amount of hassle that would have gone into that was like, here's a here's a low cost approach to something to get it done. Yeah. So, um, you make make great points, and one thing I just want to add to that with just utilization of AI is, it's great, and it should be done in baby steps. Don't just think that hey, I can install, which is not how artificial intelligence works at all. <laughs> you don't right. install it. Um, but you start u- utilizing it, and it's going to change ev- change everyone's life. No, it's it is it is a progression. the 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 software is growing and changing, growing and changing every day. Um, and I think it's important that people realize that you know we're kind of progressing along with it. How we interface with it as it changes as well. Yeah, it's it's interesting y- your comment there hmm. that. AI, it's learning from the data that we put in it was one of uh, your comments. absolutely or, true. <laughs> and so one of the things that we noted when we're doing some research about what AI could do mm-hmm. is if we uploaded, say, a client's balance sheet. Let's say we said, hey, Mark's balance sheet, right? Please Bal- never upload my balance ba- sheet. Balance sheet is like, you know, <laughs> what, how, much you, how much you have in assets, mm-hmm. you know, what you owe mm-hmm. and what you owe. What you own and what you owe is kind of like on a snapshot on a particular day. All right. It's kind of like a, what a balance sheet is, right? Okay. If we upload it and we said, this is Mark's balance sheet. Mm-hmm. And let's say your, your buddy just said, hey, I wonder if I can find in chat GPT, what's Mark's balance sheet? Well, he could pull that up if he knew it specifically. Yep. So right. it so and it literally you can upload a PDF of Mark's balance sheet mm-hmm. and say, give me commentary on this. It will give you good commentary. What you want to do though is you want to black out the stuff that you don't want Chat GPT to learn, like whose balance sheet this is, whose information is this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, you yep. don't want to upload that. It, and that is absolutely crucial as people are just kind of playing around with it. 
the information you're putting in is almost like a, it's almost like you're feeding it to a, a search engine in a way, because all of a sudden that information can now be recalled. Right? Correct. If you know what, if you, if you're specific enough with your request, mm -hmm. I've never tried this. I think I might try it like a rival CPA firm and just say, he, he wouldn't, you know, what does their balance sheet look like? See if, so see if he gives me something. I want to, I want to throw some, throw some things at you because, and this is also important because not every artificial intelligence is the same. And I don't want to go down too much into the rabbit hole because obviously this is, uh, changes every day. Um, so I do my own writing and I would feed chat GPT the information that I wrote. Yeah. Um, because I couldn't remember everything I wrote. Right. And then I would have it tell me things like, oh, you know, who was this character who did certain things or what, uh, what would this character do next or what would they likely do? And it would give yep. you all these parameters. So it's really great tool for um, like brainstorming, coming up with ideas and getting rid of a lot of the labor intensive work. You know, putting together a difficult email, you could sit there in front of a blank email for two hours because it's not something you really want to write. But, you know, uh, it, an AI could put something together and you know, knock a good hour right off. That's, that's well, that, savings right that, there. That five-page sublease agreement? <laughs> well, I mean, I could have <laughs> spent a whole day at that thing. I was done in 10 minutes. And that's great. I mean, it was – even I was surprised. I knew GPT could do stuff, but I was like, man, this is – this so, is awesome. So let's uh, let's do a, a quick rundown of what kind of AI is out there. So there's OpenAI, that's ChatGPT. It's by far yep. the most popular one. Right. Uh, the other one that I highly recommend is the uh, Google Bard. It's got some recent yep. updates, and it works phenomenally with the Google Workspace. So people who use uh, Gmail. Google Drive, all those, it's able to interface with those. So let's say you have some documents, yep. um, you know, what, whether Word documents, spreadsheets, whatever, you can reference the sheets in there and have it give you a synopsis. And it is phenomenal. It, yep. it does a great job. Yep. And anything else you want to add? Any other AIs I, that you've really I, enjoyed? Um, you know, our firm only uses OpenAI or mm -hmm. it's Bing equivalent. Yep. So, you know, if you have a Microsoft 365 license, mm -hmm. um, it has Bing included in it. And surprisingly, Bing says that your information is private. Sure. I'm not sure I trust that just yet, but yep. uh, sure. it, it says that. It does say that. Um, whereas OpenAI does not make a, any sort of comment like that. Mm -hmm. um, so, but... Uh, Bing has, has limitations, you know, like 2,000 words might sound like a lot of words, but mm -hmm. surprisingly is not a lot of words. The email that I was working on today was more than 2,000 words, and so I had to switch over to OpenAI. Yep. Um, but there are many search or, or artificial intelligence engines out there, and I would recommend Googling them to see if there's something specific to your business that would work better. Because uh, there there's a lot of surprising stuff. Like, for example, there is one in, in this company called Rootworks for tax. Okay. Specifically. And so sometimes the answers you get out of OpenAI are just clearly wrong. I've done a number of... I, I did a presentation for our firm in terms mm -hmm. of, like, the how often just 
you know, AI is just completely wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of times. Especially See? the more uh, detailed the information needs to be, right? The more accurate, the more finite, right? Yes. So, I mean, this, they supposedly are getting better, but, man, it's, it, how often they're wrong is just amazing. So there is one for tax, mm-hmm. and the tax one is updated regularly for changes in the tax law, whereas good. regular open AI is not. So, and that's, that's one last thing I want to touch base on before we wrap up is you always have to look at how the information is being fed into that AI model. So, for example, Google is obviously this very powerful one because it has the entire Google engine behind it, yep. um, which means basically the entire Internet that it, that it scans. Um, for example, the new uh, one that Twitter or X is creating, it uses information specifically from Twitter or X because it's supposed to be this you know, very, you, know, you, you want to get information that's happening right now. But how accurate is the information from that platform? Like, what, what do people right. say on it? I yep. know what people say on it. That ain't accurate. Yeah. <laughs> I think another very interesting and very productive development sure. that will be coming along will be um, AI in your private domain, whatever domain looks like for you. Mm-hmm. So, like, for us, you know, clients, tax returns, financials, um, our practice management system, where it can... Uh, you have AI, you have uh, artificial intelligence, could be from open AI, could be from others, mm-hmm. where it's it literally in your sandbox, it is private, and it's it's looking through your all the documents you have, well, it could be thousands, could be millions of documents that you have, to search things faster. Because we, as businesses in the U.S., we spend a lot of time searching for something. Where was mm-hmm. that letter I sent to someone three years ago? Mm-hmm. What was that email I sent to someone two days ago? Just and searching, and, and it could cut down time dramatically. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. That yeah. would I think that's going to be one of the biggest ones for business, small businesses in the U.S. Perfect. Is there anything else you want to add, Clay? There isn't. No, I, I think that's it's a good, definitely a good starter kit. Perfect. Like I said, for a lot of businesses, it's just put your toes in. See how it feels. And then kind of use your imagination in many ways. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right, perfect. Thank you, Clay. Thanks, Mark. Good talking to you. You've been listening to Kaizen Time, part of the Blood, Sweat, and Business podcast. If you like what you heard, subscribe and leave a five-star review. This podcast has been brought to you by Kaizen CPAs Plus Advisors, providing advisory and accounting services to help you grow your business. Learn more at kaizencpas.com or email us at bsb at kaizencpas.com.